Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Okay, welcome to another episode of Level Up. Today is one of the better episodes that I'm excited for. Maybe the best. We'll see where we go with this. I know. This this may this may very well be this might be the absolute best podcast recording in the history of both Spotify and Apple. So that being said, I'm happy to welcome to the show Chuck and Melissa Charlton from the Charlton Advantage team and the founders, the head honchos, and those who we're really excited to learn from about uh, how they got where they are, how they do what they do, and uh, also a couple who are pretty close uh, to what we do in terms of inspiring us to build our brokerage and team as a couple working on this as well. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. This is, so this is couples therapy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, exactly. Yeah. Again, this is, this is going to be packed with surprises. This actually has nothing to do with real estate whatsoever. Yeah. This is going to be. Help a, us. We've got Dr. Phil coming in in 20 minutes and uh, Dr. Oz a little bit later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But why don't we like, let's go get like rewind back to the beginning. Like how did you guys start? the team or maybe just how did you get into real estate? Did you both start at the same time or was it kind of one following the other? Yeah. So basically how it started was Chuck started in real estate. So we, we got married pretty young. Like I was 23, Chuck was 26 and we figured we'd buy our first uh, home. Right. And basically he's like, okay, well, why don't I just get my real estate license? Because I'm going to buy my home yeah, anyways. Kind of worst yeah. case, it would, the courses would kind of, you know, get paid for themselves by earning the fees when you buy your home. Right. Yeah. And then whatever happens after that is just whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, um, once that happened, he liked it. He was in kinesiology beforehand. I was going to school for nursing. So I was finishing up my degree. Um, when we were first married, we lived downtown Toronto, like right on Bloor street West, um, very like urban childless life, right? Very yeah. different. We lived in a loft. It was a very different life. And, uh, Chuck started on the Lou Tomasoni team. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So yeah. Lou is actually is closer to your neck of the woods. And, and I mean, yeah. I don't even know if I'd be here if it wasn't for Lou. He's a great mentor. He had one of those things where it was like his business was mature. He's around for 20 years, mm-hmm. and, and but he didn't really have systems or structure. He was just a really good single agent who cared a lot about people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I came in and kind of helped him. All those books and all the audio stuff that he had, I just kind of went through that. And so it was an amazing experience as a new agent to say you know, I'm going to help you build the structure of your business, which we later used when we built our own business. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and make enough money. I would say to people new in the business, make enough money to just, you know, keep the lights on. Yeah. Right. Like even we're in the middle of COVID right now. And it's like, that's my advice to any business. Just yeah. find a way to keep the lights on, like just get through it, mm-hmm. batten down the hatches. Mm-hmm. 
So we did that, and then we made the wise decision to move out to Milton, where we knew one guy who... Sorry, I was in school, and I had to make the decision, like in my fourth year of university, I did my real estate courses at the same time as finishing my degree. So then I had to make the call, like, do I continue in nursing, which was at the time a very steady job, right? Yeah. A steady paycheck. And, um, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, let's go into real estate together. We were $40,000 in debt. Well, we, no, when we moved to Milton, yeah. we ended up like we had, you know, there's all the expenses of signs and yeah. business cards and trying to like market yourself. And, mm -hmm. and so we, you know, we had a line of credit and then we borrowed money from my parents yeah. that the running joke is like, I thought that they thought the money was gone anyway. And I was an only child. So my dad's like, well, you're going to get it anyway. So yeah. here you go. Right. Yeah. Now. <laughs> but like no expectation, I think from either one of us, mm -hmm. I did nothing up to that point to prove my responsibility that that was a good investment. And I think they were pretty, pretty horrified that you, you were like the first one in their yeah. family to go to university. And then he goes and becomes a real estate agent. Like his, his, his parents weren't exactly well the whole thing yeah. behind like university is get like a good steady job and yeah. security and like that's the motivation i think for that generation mm -hmm. right yeah definitely and and i i just it took a while even to retrain my brain and that was the thing about the whole just coming around to the to being on lose mm -hmm. you know if you want to call the team it was him and i but it was like it was it was listening to those audios and saying okay this is how an entrepreneur thinks, mm -hmm. which is a lot different than how an employee thinks. Yeah. yeah, sure. And so that, so it took me a year, probably even a year and a half to just kind of finally get how this really works, mm -hmm. like running a business, mm -hmm. you know? And then when we decided that we were going to go into business together, I didn't want to do business in Toronto. Like I just didn't want the hustle and bustle. I grew up in the suburbs. I actually grew up in New York region where you guys are like, yeah. nice. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I was like, look, we need to like, we need to decide, you know, where we're going to move. And Milton at that time was very small, but growing and a lot of potential. And I think Chuck had done like one deal out there and we went out there and we're like, okay, this looks good. Like yeah. it was basically let's like, it, let's right? try it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we ended up, I, I did a bit of marketing here. We, we listed a place and then we ended up saying, well, this could work for us mm -hmm. and uh, moved to a small semi-detached yeah. and, and we just kind of anchored in and we worked, you know, we did a program uh, called Getting Listings by mm -hmm. Dean Jackson. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a geographic farming uh, system, but it wasn't really about like, here's my face. Like all the traditional real estate farming is all about mm -hmm. presence. And mm -hmm. it's like, it, it's a lot less expensive to, to kind of get, I, I guess the way to say it is like to get other people's information with smart, direct response marketing than yeah. to try and like get famous, yeah. right? It's, Right. Like it's cheaper to, to kind of go the direct response route. And that's what his was. It was a, re a free report on the area home prices. If you've ever seen a neighborhood, I've never seen this before in my life, but there was a 17% turnover in one neighborhood in Milton. So there were 700, 720 homes, mm -hmm. I think, and like 120 of them sold in a, in a year. Wow. It was unbelievable. So I yeah. said to Melissa, I was like, even if we're just okay at this, we're going to yeah. make some money. Yeah. <laughs> right? And what, what we did that was very different was it was more of the traditional 
you know, realtors out here was people who had their faces, you know, in the newspaper and things like that. And we were doing things on Google and YouTube, like before anyone else. So we were really early uh, adopters of technology. And that's what really helped yeah, us was... get an edge and helped us get our foot in the door, right? Yeah, it was like 2005 when YouTube was not owned by Google and it was like just weird cat videos and like pirated Saturday Night Live. Like that's what, it was this cool creative place and we started throwing videos up as, mm -hmm. I think I had a Sony Cybershot DSC-50. It was mm -hmm. this, you know, the little, yeah. like now you just give them to kids as, as a toy, right? Yeah. But that was yeah. like, that was our business. We, we were joking, we were joking today, we were just looking at new phones. Yeah. And phones now have, I remember when they were like two megapixel was like the hot phone when it was like one or two, and yeah. they're, now they're like 16 yeah. or 50. It's, it's like, and that's your phone, so. That was the That's thing awesome. about that camera. It recorded in VGA, like 360 nice. or something, right? <laughs> like it was just right on. crazy. Yeah. So, but, but we just, we did it. We started doing like property tours. Mm -hmm. We just, we, and, and the, the thinking behind all of it, even the direct response, the free report on the neighborhood house mm -hmm. prices, and then later doing things like Milton Daily Homes, which we've now done for 11 years, where mm -hmm. we show up five days a week to a mailing list. It's like, what an would we want? Like, yeah, yeah, an email list. Yeah. Like, it's a, a subscription. But it's like, what would we want if we were buying or mm -hmm. selling? That's, mm -hmm. that's like, if, if we wouldn't do it or if we wouldn't like it as a consumer, we're not mm -hmm. going to do it as a business. Yeah. And we also, we work like dogs. Like, when we were first in the business, like, yeah. we, both of us have a very strong work ethic. And we just worked seven days a week. Like it was, it was intense. Like there was zero balance in the beginning for a few years. Yeah. A few years. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did, did you go into it? Like you said, and it's, it is the entrepreneur's mantra that yeah. you saw it and you went for it and it's like, we'll figure it out when we get there. Did you go into it with any sort of a, you know, golden goal that you were aiming towards or has it just been like, let's just keep at this and kick some ass as we go and we'll see where it leads us. The first year we had a GCI goal because we were in debt and it was 200,000 and that was, we hit it our first year. And back then that was tough. Like wow. to, to make Milton. 200 yeah. GCI, you're selling a lot of houses 15 yeah, years ago in Milton. Milton yeah. a smaller price range than what we were used to. But it was all, but that was when I, I, all the awards and accolades you get after that, the most rewarding part of this whole business, I've said this a few times in different places, but mm -hmm. it was given that 20,000 back to my parents. Yeah. It was like that, you know, that thing, mm -hmm. making that 200, yeah. you, well, you don't make it. It's a gross, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. difference. There's yeah. A it was still pretty <laughs> profitable. And it, it was more than we've ever done. I remember even when I, I got the engagement ring. I told the kids this on the mm -hmm. weekend. Mm -hmm. I, I put that on my line of credit. Like mm -hmm. the engagement ring was, mm -hmm. was a minus on the balance sheet until yeah. I kind of worked towards mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So I guess we were kind of risk takers without thinking we were. But yeah, it's yeah it was, bit. if you look back, you're like, wow, that wasn't a very good idea. <laughs> when you look up, it look didn't make back any logical like, sense. Why did we yeah. think that was okay? Yeah. You know? But I find that's where you get the most success, right? Yeah. You just jump into it. And as long as you've got a level head about it, like, you know, you're doing some thinking about it, but you're not going into too much detail. And I find when you do that, you learn along the way. And it's probably the best experience you can hope for versus just shying away from it from, to begin with. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was either a succeed or financial ruin. Yeah. That's it. Not, it not the the limit. Yeah. Right. But the floor it's is there. But it's the limit. Yeah. If it's a choice between do or die, most people do. And that's, mm -hmm. and you try and put yourself in those places in, in life and in business where you're, where you lean towards discomfort, right? Like if you mm -hmm. just, I can almost feel now when we're playing too safe and it's like, you have to, it's like, for me, I'm way ahead of where I ever thought I'd be in life. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I kind of think about, I need that big thing that I'm chasing, or mm -hmm. I need something chasing me. Like one mm -hmm. of those two has to happen. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it, I can just stay stationary a little too long, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Sure. That's great. So that's the history. And then we've, we've now built, uh, you know, a team that's, I think, seven out of the last 10 years, we were top 100 in Royal Page in Canada. It was so eight. Was it eight? Eight, whatever. Seven. I don't, that's Nine. the thing. Yeah. Words, it's like, oh, whatever, you know, like, it's just, you know, we, we even discovered this a couple of years ago is that we, we were never about like the, the sales thing. It was more about the quality of the experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, in terms of profit, we could be, more profitable, but then it would be at the sacrifice of what we do for our clients, right? So you make a decision as to, you know, like, this is our baby. This is what our, you know, this is our legacy. What do we want it to look like? Right. And that's why even that's why our teammates are attracted to the team and what we do because they see we stand for something and these are our values and this is how we want to run our business. Right. Well, and that's, yeah. and that's sustainable way more than going for the easy buck today and yeah. I use easy loosely because there's no such thing but yeah I mean if you're doing it the right way what's the likelihood that your clients your team members are going to stay with you and grow versus mm -hmm. trying to maximize yeah. now and worry about mm -hmm. tomorrow tomorrow right so right yeah. mm -hmm. right on so have you guys have you gone through like your mission and your values and those kind of things is that something on the block is done yeah. It's, yeah. It's actually the, the two front meeting rooms of our office. One is the mission room and one is the vision. It's yeah. right. It's written right on the wall in there. So people can see it when they come in. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, how you yeah. guys are talking like speaks very, you know, very closely to us as well, just yeah. in terms of the people we tend to attract. And I think even the people, some people that want to join us, like you can tell they're not a fit sometimes yes. and that's okay because they can, you know, they'll find their fit somewhere else. But, um, I think we've learned, and for the first little while, we kind of wanted to hire anybody, yeah. <laughs> but Let's then we slowly realized that, you know what, it's way better to do it slowly and find the right people because yeah. you, you can you can just feel the culture that's yeah. that's building and that's one right. wrong hire can poison like a lot of what you're trying to create no right so oh, it's, definitely it's, it's interesting big. too like as we continue to find our way but mm -hmm. i remember early on we spoke with a lot of other brokerages and there were a lot of brokerages trying to get this to become a team of theirs right like that's their recruiting strategy mm -hmm. and nothing spoke to me more than one which doesn't need to be named, but one who was disgusted at the fact that we were focused on getting the right people and mm -hmm. not as many as possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they said, that's just not how it works. And I know to some people, to each their own, like knock yourself out and get a thousand agents, but yeah. your objectives are your objectives and your values are your values. And so yeah. that reinforced that, you know, what we wanted to do was the right thing for us and yeah. we're going to continue growing that way. Right. And so it's, it's a slower grow, but it's the right kind of grow, right? So yeah. I think like as team leaders too, you have to be invest very invested in each of your teammates' goals. And I think that when you get too big, it'd be much harder to feel that connection like with the people who work 
you know, on your team, then you almost become like a brokerage and there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's teams that are big and they run a different way, but I don't think that's my vision. Never say never, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, like, it's I don't want driven. 40 agents on the team. Right. It's yeah. all driven. And this was the thing that Ken Goodfellow sent, said to us maybe four or five years ago, which is where the whole values mm-hmm. and, and vision came from is he said, you know, sports teams are assembled and, and you would know this too, being part of the Argos, it's like you're assembled to win championships. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what a team does. Yeah. And so he's, he said just something so simple but so profound. He said, what's your championship? And, mm-hmm. and you think about that as a business. That's really what it is, mm-hmm. right? And the championship for us, we determined, was a five-star review. Because if it's just an okay experience, mm-hmm. nobody recommends that like you don't go to mcdonald's and and like tell all your friends you went to mcdonald's it was like it was a it was a satisfactory experience maybe um but you know or or another example we use with clients is taxi and limousine right Mm -hmm. it's like you go in a taxi it's just a means Mm -hmm. to an end but a limousine is something you Mm -hmm. tell your friends you were in a limousine and that's Mm -hmm. that's what we aspire to as a business is to create the limousine experience. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to find a new analogy, by the way. I was training our, tra- like, yeah. our agents when we train them. They have to learn a buyer presentation before they're even offered membership on the team. Mm. And I'm tra- training our new the newest recruit, and I'm like, mm, this is a little outdated. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, where's, where's the like, Uber, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to find And Uber is sort of halfway in between. It's, it's better than a taxi experience, but it's still not a limo. I think like if you're looking for that. And so, you know, the five-star experience was really everything that drives the business. And we celebrate those wins as a team when yeah. something comes in, send it out to everyone and yeah. pat each other on the back. Because yeah. that's, that's what it is. When someone's so happy that they, they not only just say, hey, thank you, but when they go public and they yeah. say, this is the kind of experience I had. Mm-hmm. Like what, what better sign of success is there to us? And, yeah. and so that became the core of everything we built. Like as our team, we have our group chat. So like whenever someone gets a review, gets put on there, whenever someone books a consultation or gets a listing or does a deal, it's like we all cheer each other on. That's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. really, really important. Yeah. So I know one of the things we wanted to talk about was, was how like, as a couple like that there's a different interaction there than mm-hmm. being like the the dictator or whatever you want to call it like yeah. you have to really it's, the, dictator, <laughs> the, right? boss. It's the boss because <laughs> there's a co even sometimes the team calls us mom and dad right like yeah. mom, we'll say, well you know mom and dad are fighting today right like it's, <laughs> we've got one team member who calls what is he calls you madam or ma'am yeah ma'am and yeah. sir, sir and yeah. no that's yeah. not that's I not know. gonna work i know but, yeah But yeah, like what did you, well, going back, like what, was there anything you were concerned about joining forces as a couple or was it just kind of let's get into it and we kind of deal with things as they go? I, I wasn't really concerned, but then again, I don't think we were thinking thinking very much about it. (laughs) But it was, it was, I'll tell you one thing that, that when kids came, that changed everything because we were just working seven days a week and you know, a couple, we'd go on three or four vacations a year because you just work seven days a week, get exhausted. You get burnt and out and then you leave. Yeah. But then children come and then it's like, that's just, there's no vacation from children, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can give them to grandparents for a bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. it's, um, 
for us, it became one of those things where I, I said to Melissa, I said, you could, you have a choice of whether or not you're going to be the real estate agent or the parent. Mm-hmm. And at least when they're young, right? Mm-hmm. It's like for the next, let's say five years, mm-hmm. you have to decide that. Mm-hmm. And you decided to be mom. And I know mm-hmm. you were a fantastic real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And, but if, if, okay, I'll do the one you don't want to do. And so I was out in the field. Mm-hmm you know, trying to keep things going and I did the thing, the things that I could control my time. So when we had kids, that was when we had Vivian and that was like the straw that was like, Oh my God, we have to build a team. Like, because our lives were just awful. Like it was, it was just so busy. Like it was not sustainable. And so then it became my job to build the team. Right. So we just kind of divided things that way. So there wouldn't be, you know, that drop of income where, you know, someone isn't selling homes anymore, but I was able to do that. Yeah. By the time we had our daughter, we had an assistant just before that, maybe for six or eight months. And then uh, Melissa and the assistant had the baby at the same time. So Mm -hmm. we went from three down to me. And, And that first year between, you know, not sleeping and also having a, just a, a, a blistering good year, one of my best ever as far as number of people I've helped. It was so tough, you know, and it it was just something where there wasn't even time to hire a new assistant. It was just, Mm -hmm. it was just crazy. It was like Melissa picked up administratively, whatever I couldn't get. Mm -hmm. But there, there were clients that didn't receive the five star experience. Mm -hmm. Right. So business wise, if you look at profits, it was a very good year, Mm -hmm. uh, but it just wasn't the kind of year that made us happy at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no balance. And and so on and on and on. And so we we started to add a couple of agents and Mm -hmm. got our assistants and everything else. And, uh, and then eventually move things out of like, we were working out of our basement. Like we finished our basement. We had one of our first, our second assistant working down there with, with me and you and yeah, then the you know we were able to buy the, the office build it out and yeah. that was it and then move it out of the house because it was too we couldn't we we couldn't run a, a team out of our brokerage because they didn't have the space for us yeah. and we couldn't run it out of our house because there's dogs barking and you know noises yeah. it was upstairs and, oh. we were on a different level but you could hear the pitter patter right or yeah. you'd hear yeah, you'd hear the kids start running or screaming or crying or whatever they do, right? Yeah. You, you guys know. <laughs> and that's the funny thing, too. Even when we, when we think about this podcast, we were all excited, I think, to, to do it. How many conversations have we had? Like, I could probably count on one hand the number of times we've talked mm-hmm. when we see each other on social media. And, yeah. and it's like, they you have our get life. us, right? Like, it's yeah. just you guys, we live a very similar yeah. life. Yeah. We're, we're, we're aiming for the same things and, and it's like, yeah, you just kind of get it, right? You, you understand the struggle. And I think anyone listening who's, in, who's a couple mm-hmm. understands that too. One of the things that, that has helped us over the years is, is to stay in separate sandboxes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like where you start to see the friction happen in business in particular when mm-hmm. you start overlapping duties like when chuck posts something on social media i'm like no that's not on the schedule what are you doing you can't just post whatever you want on social media on our team social media (laughs) because we have our separate roles right and everyone does has their thing that they need to do yeah but but then i come in and say well you need some funny in here yeah (laughs) (laughs) you've gone rogue (laughs) 
That's right. We're doing a vinyl listening party this week, and that's yeah. that's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. But I've always just been the goofy, like on the side, just throwing things out there that mm-hmm. I just would entertain and make people laugh. And I think you're probably you're you're really funny and goofy. But I think from a from a business standpoint, you're a little more. Well, that's changed a lot in the past six months, and right? The authenticity our, yeah. has started to go up in in how you're communicating. We've changed our social media a lot as a team to more of a storytelling side like if you notice like for example we posted today about you know instead of putting sold you know the latest property that we sold which is boring you know talking about the story of the client Mm -hmm. how they you know why they they used us like that kind of we've changed a lot to make it a little bit more interesting less less it's still business but you know but even subtle things that you do so we used to just have the the property photo and it would say just listed or just sold yeah but what she started to do is she got us to take pictures where we were like surprised or and then and then <laughs> like, the agent is in the corner I've seen those like that yeah that, right. that's good. yeah like the thumbs yeah. up and yeah. but how how amazing in the engagement the things like people can now say well that's my agent that did Mm -hmm. that it's Mm -hmm. like it's about people right like Mm -hmm. social media is about people and you have to remember that andrew foliato posted something where it was it was a a a photo of a painting that somebody did it was Mm -hmm. just the painting Mm -hmm. i think it had 300 likes then there was another one right beside that where it was the lady holding up the painting so Mm -hmm. it's like she's now taken ownership over it and it had 70,000 likes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, it's the same painting, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's the context of like a person who did it versus just the, the craftsmanship of the art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right? For sure. I thought it was so interesting to see that, like, because that's really yeah. everything it's about. I think the thing we're, tr- we're trying to do more and more, too, with um, our social media, I don't know why we got on this topic. Anyways, let's go with it. We're just um, rolling. It's all good. Yeah. So it's to show more of our team. Like, mm-hmm. they call me mom for a reason because I force them out of their comfort zone for their own good. Yeah. And <laughs> to show more of our team and their lives and what they do. So it's not just the Chuck and Melissa show. It's everyone on the team and what they're up to and who they are and what what they're about you know and showcasing more of our values and things like that so we switch directions a little bit that way awesome some team leaders are afraid of that though like they they Mm -hmm. need to feel the need to be you know the star of the story Mm -hmm. but i think part of what we do as a team is that it's almost layers right like the client is the star of the, the the story but the next star, as far as we're concerned, is the agent, yeah. right? Is that it's like we're, we're two layers past what really should be mm-hmm. out there as mm-hmm. far as telling the story. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's like our last resort is Melissa and I talking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's leadership, right? Yeah. Like yes. you're allowing other people to, you know, set the stage for themselves and be the star. And that's, mm-hmm. that is the definition of leadership. And so I think that that is just seen so many times so often. I mean, Daniel and I see it so much on social, even though we haven't really had a lot of face-to-face chats, mm-hmm. you can see it. And I'm sure that's what a lot of people are attracted to, and you've probably got people knocking on your door all the time trying to get onto the team, I would imagine. Just right now, right, sorry, I don't mean to. Um, right now, since COVID started, we've had a lot of inquiries, but I kind of put, I've told everybody, it's we will be recruiting more, yeah. but right now, we just had someone come on, on 
during COVID. And then like, like she was in the middle of training COVID hit. And so we continued with her. And then there's this one gentleman who I'm training now who was so freaking nice. I was telling everyone, I'm like, no, I'm not interviewing. We're not hiring anyone. May I keep your contact information? I'll reach out to you. He like busts through all those defenses and he's going to probably be starting in the next couple of weeks. So right. that's a lesson that like enthusiasm counts. You know? yeah. And so you apply that to, to the pursuit of clients and it's, yeah. you're genuinely showing excitement. He, he wouldn't let me take no, but he did it in a nice way. Like okay. he wouldn't accept my no. <laughs> yeah. But we forget that, especially if we've been around a long time is you just kind of, it's just the regular yeah. thing, but he was really, he was ready to go here. That's where he wanted to he be. He wanted to be here. Yeah. That's and awesome. so, and there you go. And I think he's going to be a great, he's got great energy. And so, yeah, it, when you're not looking for stuff, sometimes it shows up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then when they come equipped with the right set of values right out of the gate, like, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. certain things, like you can train doing a transaction, right? But when they come and that personality yeah. is just a match, how yeah. do you say no? You can't say no. It's, yeah. it's, it's so hard to. Yeah. It's tough too, because, you know, a lot of people come to us and they get through, we have like a couple different interviews before. What we actually do now is we invite them into training before we hire them. Mm -hmm. So we can see what they're really like and see if those values are there. Because, you know, I've had people who interview very well and then they're not, they don't have the work ethic. Right. Right. So that's that's one way too we've been able to make sure i mean it works most of the time yeah <laughs> not I mean, every time but it can, it can be a three-month process yeah. before they're actually officially invited on the team yeah and and so you'll see you'll see how many if their homework was to, uh to memorize four slides if they come to me with an excuse or and then it's yeah. excuse after excuse yeah. and then you go oh really so is you this what the client's going to experience too yeah right yeah right for sure for sure yeah. no it's really smart so when you got started i mean you've now been able to and along the way you've been able to isolate roles and and i won't call them islands because you work closely together but you've got sort of what you're responsible to down yeah yeah. Was there, did you have different skill sets and personalities to that degree when you got started? Or I mean, coming from nursing and kin, I mean, you were in similar fields, mm-hmm. like were your personality types different or were you coming at it with a pretty similar? Well, neither, neither one of us really had like any business, like business training or anything like that. Personality wise, like if you do you know the disc profile, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we, I'm a high, 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 high D. Okay. High, high D. Right? With like a little I. <laughs> like a little C. Situation. A little bit more, a little bit more right. C, right? Yeah. So, and Chuck's a high D too. But I started yeah. off much more as C. And then as I've grown into my role, it's like the D, just being in a leadership position has now started to, to become more mm-hmm. front facing. Yeah. But, uh, but I used to catalog baseball, baseball statistics and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that was my childhood. So I have that. Mm-hmm. I think we're both really good cryptic chameleons mm-hmm. is that we can do a lot of things. If we're asked to do admin stuff, like because someone's on vacation, we can both do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think it, we did cover a lot of bases in the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the person who gets hired, you know, in the entry point position, then they mm-hmm. move to a manager. And mm-hmm. we've gone through all those yeah. succession steps. So we know, 
what's involved. So, so mm -hmm. we could very easily just trade off and say, mm -hmm. okay, now Melissa wants to do some more sales. So I'll back off yeah. a bit. And, yeah. and that's what it's been now that the kids are older yeah. is that we're trying to get Melissa a little more back to what she loves doing. It's interesting because a lot of my, um, my friends and chairmen, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you want to do sales. Cause I've basically gotten to the point where everything is delegated, but I like, I love it so much. Like I just love it. So I'm like, I'll just take people who are referred directly to me. If it's a referral to the team, it'll go to, you know, the agents and I'll just work with those people and that's it. So that's basically what I'm doing now because I love it. Yeah. It brings me joy. And that's pretty much how it's set up now is that the team gets a lot of the things that we're doing. Like if there's a Facebook ad for a, a listing or mm -hmm. realtor.ca, they'll get those in addition to their past clients. And then Melissa yeah. and I have pretty much just as leaders, in addition to doing the things that need to happen to run the team, we just work with past repeat clients. referral, yeah. Repeat and referral. Yeah, yeah repeat yeah. and referral. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So going back to systems, it sounds as though you guys set up systems pretty early on in your yeah. your careers. Is that something that you would say is a part of your success? A hundred percent. I think it's it's critical because you want you know going back to the client experience you want them to experience the same thing every single time yeah. like one person can't get better service than than the other so for us it's been you know buyer systems seller systems there's a system for how we how leads come in what happens what's the follow-up like every single part of our business is completely systematized even what we call our after unit which is after they um they've already purchased with the team so everything has like everything has checklists and yeah there's phases in the business that's actually a really neat thing to talk about is that we've sectioned the business off into before during and after so before is anything to do with what happens as they enter the business mm -hmm. right so marketing and those kind of things mm -hmm. and the during is the service delivery and we've mm -hmm. even split that up into five phases yeah. and and then it's you know the after unit is the relationships and service providers yeah. and those and the the people that yeah. we're connected with after it's done it's interesting because i i did a session um at the buzz conference about like our after unit and i was like oh, who wants to hear about this <laughs> I mean, I'm like, no one wants to hear this. And apparently it was like, people really wanted to hear about it. Yeah, because really most agents it. just, yeah. they get too busy. They move on to the next yeah. client and they don't really have that clients for life kind of mentality. And right. I mean, Glenn McQueenie said this really well. He said, you know, after you get paid, there's really nothing else in it for you as far mm -hmm. as a reward. And so he said, that's like getting triple air miles after the transaction, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you're, you're just layering things on. If you show up, you know, a week or two later with, you know, anything, right? Like some batteries for the smoke alarm. It's mm -hmm. like that is seen as so valuable to them. Mm -hmm. And what do people remember most is they remember the, the, uh, the first thing and the last thing, mm -hmm. right? So every engagement you have, the last thing is the thing they remember the most. Yeah. And I've always seen some agents try and knock it out with a closing gift, like a really nice thing that they do on mm -hmm. closing. Mm -hmm. I've always seen it like four singles beat a home run, right? Is yeah. that I'm I'm always about like the long game about having more touches that maybe aren't as, you know, explosive, but they're still mm -hmm. really useful. It's like if you read the book, The E-Myth, it's 
the matchstick, the newspaper, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, mm-hmm. if you have it, are you guys familiar with that concept where he goes to the, the hotel? Yeah. The E-Myth is a, is a, great a, a classic yeah, book for, great for systems and for structure. And they talk a lot about McDonald's and how, you know, they're very systematic. And that's part of the reason they were so successful is because mm-hmm. it was the consistency you knew if you went to McDonald's in Idaho or you went in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's not true because countries have different, mm-hmm. but within yeah. a country, yeah. you know, Idaho or, uh, you know, New York, you get a pretty similar McDonald's mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. And that's how we modeled our business is so that there is, you know, there's systems for everything. And also like the question I get when I, t- when I talk about systems is like, Oh, well, each client is different or whatever. Well, we may have, two or three options for what we do on closing, but it's still a system. We may have like a couple of different things that we may do at this point in the transaction, but it's still a system. Right. Right. Well, and your, and your after transaction isn't a finite end. Like the whole point Mm -hmm. is that it becomes cyclical. So your stage three becomes stage one Mm -hmm. somewhere down the road. Right. So that's right. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. But I think we've also divided the business as like into sales and admin. I think that's really a a key part of how we've set the business up is that, you know, sales has a a CRM system that works best for sales and Mm -hmm. admin has a CRM that works better for that because Mm -hmm. in our industry, that's the question everyone has is what CRM do you use? Like it's, it's such a popular question, Mm -hmm. but none of them are set up to do both of those things really well. Like one is always you know, kind of preferred over the other for top producer and iExact and all the different programs that we have in our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but even from our our setup is mm-hmm. that you took a little bit more of the admin duties and I took more of the sales. Her, so we'll call it, yeah, yeah. like it's it's operations. Operations, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, any of that stuff, how, how the front desk processes um stuff and and then but a little bit more sales and marketing Mm -hmm. would lean my way we've now in the last couple of years started to just you know crisscross a bit Mm -hmm. or like building the website is an operations thing but it ended up being my thing because Mm -hmm. it's just that was my skill set was being able to write and Mm -hmm. bring all that direct response knowledge that i had Mm -hmm. but now you're a great storyteller (laughs) <laughs> it's different. You know what? It's different though with, with social media. I think it's when, what is appealing to me now about social media and, and before, like when it, you know, Instagram and Facebook, like Chuck would think of it almost like lesser than now it's like a huge part of like our brand and our, and how people get to know us, how we bond with people, you know, yeah. without meeting them. Yeah, yeah. this and, may not have happened if yeah. it wasn't for social yeah. media, exactly. us talking. And, yeah. you know, there's a degree of creativity in that, you know, and what you're putting out there as a team. And, that, and that's fun. And that's something that I really enjoy about it. Yeah, I used to always reject anything that wasn't trackable, right? Like from, mm-hmm. from the school that I came from, marketing-wise, like self-educated was, you know, you spend this much money on a Facebook ad, you get these many opportunities, the conversion rate is this, you know, when you meet with them, how many contracts are signed, like everything had a measurement. Mm-hmm. And so the problem I had with, with any social media was, is it was like the billboards and the bus shelters. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like it's PT Barnum who said like, I know I'm wasting half of, of my money. I just don't know which half, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the, <laughs> just be everywhere. And, and, and we can get sucked into that trap, right? Of mm-hmm. trying to get famous in our, our business. But I think what we've seen in 2020 is, you know, people are reading reviews. Like if I go on Amazon, like our daughter wants a lava lamp right now. <laughs> and I'm like reading reviews on lava lamps because that's how we behave now. It's yeah. like we look for the social cues for others mm-hmm. yeah. and, and we also read the reviews. And so we've tried to align our business, still keep the tracking, but yeah. also recognize that there's a way that people behave now that we need to get in front of. Yes. And telling the story of our team was a big thing. Yeah. You know, we didn't even have all of our websites were just forms that people could yeah. fill out. Like the whole idea was give them something valuable enough. Mm-hmm. They'd trade their, their email address to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but it's like the, you have to, I think in 2020, you've got to ease up off of only doing that yeah. and, and give people enough that like, as far as blog posts mm-hmm. or just telling even in our team bios, like there's, there's personal pictures of them mm-hmm. traveling and with mm-hmm. their kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's a yeah it's very different like we were completely unbranded up until five years ago i'd Probably. say yeah. we we're completely and now after you know doing a rebrand and having like you know our wrapped vehicles out there and and we're like every year more and more people are just coming to us we don't even know necessarily how they found us. Just, I see you guys around. I see you on social media. Like we're starting to get that business that we never had before. Before it was repeat and referral and direct response marketing really. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, and if you're going to drive a car anyway, you might as well put some stuff on it. Like that was, (laughs) my car is cool. Yeah. 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 So she's a good driver. (laughs) She wasn't when I first met her, but she's, yeah, she's now a responsible adult in the car. (laughs) So it's good to ride. Although although my mini, my mini makes me drive so fast. You don't know how fast, oh, if you've ever, I've had, I've been very lucky. I've had beautiful cars, right? In my career, the mini is the most fun I think I've ever had driving. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I could see just like zooming around in it. It'd be yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> as long as they can see the branding when you go by, don't go too fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. What was that? Yeah. yeah. So about- we have we have three of them that are wrapped. I drive one. Uh, two of the agents on our team drive. You know, each drive one, but all our clients, like they don't know who's in what car. So you're just like waving at random people. <laughs> you're like, I have no idea who that yeah. is, but I know I'm in a, I know I'm in a rap car. So yeah. Like yeah. Melissa's buyer will wave at a net and say, Hey, and right. it's like, Oh, yeah. anyway, yeah. You just learn to wave. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't fit in that car by the way. No, no. Yeah. We have this, uh, this is funny, before we started filming is, if, if you're listening to this, I'm a lot bigger than my wife. And so <laughs> I've, I've now said she needs to sit further ahead so that there's <laughs> the parallax effect is, is <laughs> yeah, a better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are a different, there you go. It's just really, no, she tried, she went further back there. But, <laughs> but, oh, that's awesome though. And yeah. oh, so I guess like one more question for me, I think, you guys have really focused on Milton, like from the beginning, it sounds like, is that, and I know a lot of agents coming in, they want to be all things everywhere to everybody. 
how has be, having that focus on Milton really allowed you to showcase who you are and like created that success for your, with your team? We, we are focused on Milton, but I'd say like, if you put a pin in Milton and kind of drew a circle around it, that's more where we work. Like we yeah. won't go like everywhere, but we're like Milton, Mississauga, Burlington, Oakville, Georgetown, yeah. like all the little, you know, places around it. Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't say we were just Milton focused, but a lot of our marketing, like Milton Daily Homes, Milton Sold Watch, you know, we, we do... You know, we do a lot of work in Milton, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes, and, and different, like the, the auction type of business may open itself up to a greater geographical area, but I think about like a five watt light bulb is barely enough to light a room, but a mm -hmm. five watt laser can cut through steel. And mm -hmm. so you always try and keep that, that mile deep inch wide. Like if you mm -hmm. can, it doesn't, it doesn't exclude you from exploring other opportunities, yeah. but I think as an agent, you really need to stand. Yeah. And I mean, I was just on a, an appointment with one of the, the nicest homes I've ever seen in this town. Mm -hmm. And we were invited in because it's like, you're a local expert. Yeah. And mm -hmm. The tendency in a big city like Toronto, I mean, for, for people who don't know the geography is Milton is about mm -hmm. maybe 25 minutes west of, of Toronto mm -hmm. proper, the city. Mm -hmm. And it's about a hundred thousand people, but it's like, it's nice to be part of a community that size. Because when we did work in Toronto, we'd be showing homes in Etobicoke. Oh. Then we'd go up to, to, you know, like, uh, Markham. And it's like you, there's a, there's a, a tendency to do that. But the, the successful agents, if you look even in the top hundred agents in the U S or Canada, some of them, like there's an agent in, I think Philadelphia who works three condo buildings and they're top 100 in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But like that, that focus mm -hmm. is just, and, and you start to know things. Even if you work with real estate investors, mm -hmm. the investors that say I'm willing to buy anything within an hour mm -hmm. of Toronto, those are the guys that don't buy anything. It's exactly. the whack-a-mole, right? Yeah. Where they're looking over here and then yeah. the good opportunity comes. But when you're so focused, like everyone on our team is like, they know the models, yeah. right? Before yeah. they... If like you don't need your GPS for your car mm -hmm. because you just know where the street is, that's mm -hmm. a really powerful thing. It's yeah. you just know. I should clarify yeah. what I said earlier. So our marketing is geared towards Milton, but we just end up getting pulled out. And mm -hmm. that's why our business kind of grew like yeah, that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Especially repeat and referral. It's like yeah. it's not always, you know, yeah. like okay. in the community. And yeah. so you start to build knowledge and mm -hmm. awareness of, of the communities around you. Mm -hmm. do, do you, but I, that's a big, I like, I would say standing for something is better. It's the way Dean Jackson talks about it. He says, you know, if you went to a grocery store and all the aisles just said food, like it's accurate, but it's <laughs> yeah. not helpful. And it's like, that's what a lot of agents do mm -hmm. is like, you know, it, versus saying, okay, I want chocolate cake. I'm going to go to the chocolate cake aisle. Mm -hmm. That's what you get when you specialize in an area. Honestly, I couldn't, I personally would be, miserable if I was working like in Scarborough one day in Hamilton the next and like that would not be a, a good good life yeah but I mean yeah. the reality is that there's a lot of agents out there now and it's like the the competition has mm -hmm. now reached a, a boiling point so I also understand and I try not to judge when agents do go outside of their area mm -hmm. and there is sometimes clients that just say look you're helping me I don't care what you say right like yeah. I've 
I've been dragged once in a while to areas that I'm really not that familiar with. And it's like, as long as we both understand the limitations here. And we've been honest with you and been like, we can refer you to someone, you know, we would prefer to. Yeah. If they still want, want, then well. But in some of the real estate forums, there's a judginess to that, right? Is that the, you know, the agent is a little bit out of their area. You know what? You find a mentor, you find a friend who can hopefully just Mm -hmm. kind of watch your back when you're doing it. And Mm -hmm. you always just keep that client experience in in the the top of your mind as far as like, you know, keeping them safe. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like if you can't provide a five-star service because you don't understand septic, septic systems or, you, mm-hmm. or you're not familiar yeah. with commercial or whatever, then yeah, it's you're being responsible by, by yeah. referring them out. But yeah, I mean, the difference between Scarborough and Milton, a detached home might be the same sort of expertise required and, and mm-hmm. you know, it takes you longer to do the CMA and whatever to help them yeah. out. But no, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I can't judge people for going where the business takes them. Yeah, definitely. Um, But what really bites you is the stuff that you don't know that you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like there's stuff that I know that I know and there's stuff I know that I don't know. Like I learn it when it happens. Yeah, I can't, I -hmm. I know that I'm not familiar with how to speak Cantonese, right? But it's like, it's the stuff that's not even within your awareness, Mm -hmm. right? Like if if you're trading cottages and you don't know about riparian rights and those kind of like those are the things that really can get you yeah Yeah. oh definitely yeah we have a community and um just a little bit north in kleinberg Mm. and um they're married (laughs) yeah we got married in copper creek yeah actually oh Oh, we we were married at uh, at the manor the manor it's like right there same thing we're near each other (laughs) (laughs) but um so Kleinberg, um, their school, their public school hasn't been built yet. So the overflow of students is actually coming to the school that our kids go to um, in Woodbridge. And that's a big issue for families moving into that community because, you know, if it, the school starts at eight, the bus picks them up at 730 in the morning, that's an early day for them. And so if you aren't in that community, like, how would you know? <laughs> you know yeah. what the school is, but, you know, yeah. so those little nuances are things. And that really got me thinking when I learned that because I didn't know that until mm-hmm. earlier this year. And I I got to thinking, wow, like these are the little things that if you're not in that community, you don't understand. And, and the people who bought in that community were sold, you know, in pre-construction neighborhoods, say, you know, future elementary yeah. school. It's right. eight yeah. years ago yeah. and it still doesn't even have the approval to be a school. So these people bought, you know, not mm-hmm. having kids yet. And now they're still saying, yeah. like, what do I do? There was supposed to be a school here. So you know, you can control what you can control, but you can also get ahead of the stuff like you said. When you don't know everything, sometimes it's helpful to do your homework and yeah. and at least... Just to have a friend in the area. That's right. the yeah, right. minimum, just to have someone who really understands exactly. the, the subtleties of it. Well, you know what? Like, it, it, even my first interaction with you, Chuck, I don't even know if you remember, was we were doing an auction out in Brampton. Oh, yeah. And we were going to go in there and you had... Do you recently- remember? Do you remember? You don't need yeah. to remember. It's okay. Yeah. It was on Decker Hollow. You had recently had a list there. Don't and- even try it. I'm giving you a Olajuwon finger right now. Don't even right. try that. But that's the thing, that, and, and this, this speaks to more than one thing, but you know, you were, to me, the local pro in that area, just as far as what the market was saying at that point in time, because mm-hmm. an auction for us is predicated on a lot of interest and competition and all that, and if this wasn't going to be a property that lent itself to that, 
we were we we made the decision for it to be an auction in a large part due to some of the feedback I was able to get from you. Mm-hmm. And a that's having a friend and a, and a pro in the area, but it also speaks to the value of collaboration in our industry. Yes, and yes. you and us and many others that we can see all the time. It's just there's mm-hmm. such a divide, and I wish it wasn't one, but there's such value in those that collaborate and those that don't. And we all get so much farther ahead. And maybe this is a big metaphor for marriage as well. You know, the ability to work together for the, you know, the sum of the parts equaling whatever the value, you know, greater than the whole, the greater, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, everybody working together finishes ahead for everybody because there's plenty of pie for everybody. There's plenty Mm -hmm. for everybody to share in. And that did us a huge favor. I mean, the auction in the end landed up going well. I actually landed up. Selling it really, yeah, yeah, that one sold before the auction because the interest was so strong, which was great. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't have gone that route that way, right? And mm-hmm. that's all. So I guess that the checks in the mail. Yeah, we sent it, I swear. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so I mean, the argument there, though, is working together and not just having friends in the industry and the neighborhood, but you know, the willingness to share and to help yeah. serves everybody so well. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. And, and clients like at the end of the day yeah. it comes down to the client experience so yeah. you know we that's what we need to be focused on it's not about who has more listings than the other person it's mm-hmm. about are you treating are we all treating mm-hmm. our clients as best as possible and i think that's what you guys are mm-hmm. right. right now in your yes. area you're servicing yeah yeah. Even within the geographic area, if you do tend to focus on an area, is that you're, you're going to notice that you run into the same agents. Yeah. So in Milton, I talked about the size of our community. Yeah. In 12 months, there's 122 agents that sold more than two homes in Milton. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's a very small fishbowl. And so you start to really, you know, you, you, it is a big family in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the agents here, like we, we all know when someone had a baby or when they, mm-hmm. you know, something maybe not so good happened to mm-hmm. them and you try and get together. I mean, we just had a, a friend of ours, an agent who, who unfortunately lost his wife at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And we were all pitching in for some skip the dishes, mm-hmm. you know, like credits and you know, like that's, and you don't do it because you, you expect anything in return. It's just like, that's one of our group is, is hurting. And so what can we do to help out? Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't see that necessarily for the vast majority of, a, of, of uh, agents who, who just kind of work from sea to shining sea. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. They don't have those deeper relationships mm-hmm. with the agents and that matters. I think mm-hmm. we don't talk about that enough as, as an industry is how much, the networking and knowing yeah. the other people on the other side of the table really makes a huge difference. Or even just being professional. I mean, agents on our team um, this year, you know, 2020 is such a hot seller's market. They're in multiple offers. They're, you know, their client hasn't necessarily put in the higher offer, but their client got the, you know, got the listing, got, you know, got the home because they were professional, because they had good rapport, because they treated the listing agent nicely. You know, yeah. they had good communication, like basic things, right? Yeah, it's become, it's like the, the basics have now become extraordinary almost, right? And in a very hot real estate market, and we've experienced quite a few of them over the years, it's like a lot of agents just, they'll burn bridges in, in the name of efficiency and trying to kind of like, because they're working fast. Yeah. 
But I think that some agents forget that they may cross paths again with another agent, right? It's, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to remember that, that, and that's the thing, like I can call up hundreds of agents right now because I've worked with them. And it's like, we built a good rapport when mm -hmm. we were together. Mm -hmm. Or maybe we didn't even help a buyer or seller, but we, but the communication between us was was valuable and, mm -hmm. and cordial and all those kind of things. That so it's like I have a really so often like I have buyers. I just had this. I showed a property a little bit out of our area. I've known the agent for fifteen years. Mm. I've gone to networking events with him, and I said to the buyers, I said, you know, like. Maybe we don't get an edge, but maybe there's just a little bit of help that we get somewhere along the way mm -hmm. from this agent if you like it. Mm -hmm. And that's right? so important. Yeah, we always we're always trying to be combative with the other agent, trying to get the lowest price or the highest price, depending on what side you're on. But it really goes a long way. And you put yourself in um, the other agent's shoes. And if you know that person, I, I find clients feel a lot more comfortable if you can speak very highly of that person, that person has mm -hmm. a high reputation in the industry, because then they become more trusting of the process of mm -hmm. yeah. where they're coming from, from a negotiation standpoint. It's not just, oh, they're trying to lowball and disrespect you. It's, mm -hmm. you know, this is the strategy they typically use, but I've worked with this agent quite a few times before and I would, you know, they're, they're very good. So yeah. that just kind of gives that ease to them, I find. Yeah. And you've, you've also, you've humanized yourselves and we've all like just in social media, like, like you said, like we've, we've met in person for a total of maybe 10 minutes in mm -hmm. our lives. Right. And so, but at the same time, if I saw, I was showing a Chuck Charlton property mm -hmm. or a Melissa Charlton property, yeah. I would like that. I would already, in, I, I would make my client feel good about what we're dealing with yeah. right out of the gate. And I like, why? Just because we're all branded the same way we want to, you know, humanize ourselves to our clients. We've become real people with each other. You mm -hmm. know, you were saying like, we kind of know the worlds we live in, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, this is the longest we've all talked to each other, but it's comfortable. And we all kind of, you know, hopefully post post COVID, we can turn this into a beverage down the road at some point <laughs> and, you know, go next level. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but that's, it's all part of the same game that the more we're just in it together and, and, communicating and relating in a way that's comfortable and real it serves everybody well yeah you know other than just feeling good yeah you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not about a means to an end but it's yeah so so what's the goals for you guys like what what does on the block look like five years from now or it's are you comfortable talking about that yeah yeah, yeah. i mean we yeah. it's funny because when we we started very seat of our pants when we got going to, yeah. I mean, everything from starting the brokerage to the auction company to yeah. taking on an office space at a time that wasn't the most ideal. Um, <laughs> ideal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. I mean, we, we got a few good months in before COVID hit, I guess. Yeah. But um, you know what? We're, we're focused on not, like you said, we're, we're very singles focused, not home run focused. I think when we started, we opened with you know, we felt like the bases were loaded and we were coming up with a three, two count and we just went completely all in mm -hmm. building the platform, investing the money and saying, we'll figure this out mm -hmm. as we figure it out. As but it we've goes. got to do it because it was like a first to market thing. Like, this is a good idea. Yeah, Let's yeah. figure it out. But it's transitioned so much. It has. Like yeah. the auctions have kind of not taken a back seat, but that was the focus. That was the reason we opened the brokerage mm -hmm. to allow us to do it. But 
now three years later, it's about our people yeah. and giving that one-on-one -on -one mentorship and just really focusing on each individual. And we've just seen in the like short, I guess, year that we've really had a focus on that, how much that impacts in a positive way the people we're working with and what they're capable of doing. Yeah. And that's what drives us at the end of the day. It's not like the auctions are something nice to offer to people. Um, and if people want to explore it, we're definitely open to discussing. But for us, it's our people and just seeing them hit those goals yeah. that they've set out for themselves. It's amazing how much better it feels when one of our team members makes a sale versus one of us making mm. a sale. Like, <laughs> obviously, that's there's less dollars and cents in that, but yeah. the satisfaction and the feeling, like, even if we had just the smallest bit to, to do with that, to helping mm. them along the way, and it's, it's building this family feel, which it's just... That's what it's all about for us. Yeah. So we're going to keep it relatively small. I mean, yeah. we're, we're recruiting a bit, we're growing, but mm -hmm. we've got a hard cap on how big we're going to grow. And the goal is just to grow those people to be superstars individually and as a team. But mm -hmm. whatever that you know, means to them, whatever that is. Yeah. Because yeah. the first yeah. thing we do with them is talk through their objectives. We don't say, yeah. hey, if you're not doing 200K, you yeah. can't be here. We say, mm -hmm. what's your situation and what are what's success look like to you? Yeah. And our goal is to surpass that. And then as you move forward, build on that to, you know, a very what's next mentality for everybody. And so that's it. And obviously, I mean, we're very, we're proud of building a brand and building a company and we want that to grow in the eyes and minds of the people in our community. It's, it's just, it's satisfying to build something and to just know that you're moving, whether it's like this or like this, you know, it's not like this, <laughs> so it's okay. And, that uh, and that's where we're at now. And like you said, as long as the lights are on, that's our goal for the last few months. It was, let's just make sure the bills are paid and everybody's happy and the work keeps yeah. going and yeah. that's success. And the kids are all eating. Yeah. So, you know. And going back to school. Pretty soon going back to school. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and, and flooding the uh, the ceiling and all that. Oh, oh God, God, yeah. God. We still haven't fixed that. That's that's one thing yeah. that's taken it back. It's dried up. Dried up. We, we took a, few months. a nice brown streak, yeah. Yeah. I've started to see growth as like this this kind of, um, I think there's an economy of scale, which is useful in business. So us having like in-house staging is, is a yeah. really good thing yeah. uh, versus having to rent it from other people. We've we made that decision a couple of years ago, yeah. but it also allows, allows you to focus, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think when you want to get to a point where you want to eliminate the annoying, frustrating things in your, in your business, mm -hmm. Like my happiness level in business is the team has grown, has gone up quite a bit, mm -hmm. right? It's like you can really just, instead of wearing 15 hats, you wear four hats mm -hmm. that, that yeah. you like wearing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes with a couple things, just to, if we're going to wrap this up, is that you've had to wear some hats you probably would have rather not worn, oh, but yeah. one of us had to wear yeah, the hat. Yeah, yeah, right? It had to get <laughs> so, done. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I, I would say that for me too, but it, again, going back to the kids thing, that was the tough, mm -hmm. you had to do that, you know? Well, yeah. you had to do that too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But being, but yeah. stepping away from being an agent for you was tough. I know it's like that you derived a lot of happiness from being a, an agent out there. You love helping buyers. Yeah, but I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it because yeah. you have to control, like one of us was going to have to be on call. And the other one had to have some degree of control over our time. 
Yeah. So, yeah. That makes sense. so do, do you have more yeah. of a tag team approach to it now where it's just whoever happens to not be busy that day is who's going to take what comes up on the family side of things? Or is there still a routine and a schedule to it? Well, now the kids are older, so it's 11 and 8. So if I have to pop out for a showing, you know, in the evening or whatever it is, then I can just leave them for like an hour, an hour and a half, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's not, it's not so restrictive or so like, okay, I got to make sure you're home because I need to do this or, you know, there's all, there's that kind of juggling. We don't work just past that. Yeah. For me, it's calendar management. Yeah. Like Google calendar for me is just like mm -hmm. everything. Like I track every half hour chunk of my day of what I do. So, mm -hmm. you know, when kids have activities and I mean, there's always things that come up that you've got yeah. to juggle a bit. Yeah. I mean, I think when you when you live the kind of life that I think you guys live too is mm -hmm. there's a little bit of chaos in there. It's like oh, it's 100%. not always so. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like today, nice. there was like you approve for our kids to have friends over. I'm trying to work. There's no admit. Our min is off this week. The dog is barking. I'm like, who said you could have friends over? <laughs> Like, Actually, I didn't say that. So that's another conversation. Oh, okay. Because I was told you okay that. You know, <laughs> well, they know the truth. Yeah, know. You know, like, um, it, it, you just you manage the best you can. Yeah. yeah. You manage the best you can. Yeah. And you become really good at thinking on your feet, which is something you need to be as yeah. a real estate agent to begin with. But you do. It's like, oh boy, now we got this thing you know, the resources that are available are her and I and mm -hmm. sometimes grandparents and, and you just kind of say, okay, what's the best way to navigate through well, this? Even as a team, like Annette was, Annette is one of our partners on our team. She was bogged down. I'm like, bring your kids over here. Don't worry. I don't have clients. Like I fed them and I made sure to feed her when she came over, right? Yeah. It's like you, you're, you, it's, it's tough. You Figure just do what yeah. you got to do. Yeah. 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 No, it's an That's amazing what, yeah, I think kids, it's a helpful thing because it does allow you to run properly through chaos. Mm -hmm. I find, um, you know, just because you're constantly dealing with it, it's almost like something with work comes up and it seems like a chaotic thing. You're like, well, whatever. Yeah. Like it just bounces yeah. off you because you, you're dealing with it constantly. Yeah. When, our, when our kids were younger, though, we had live in health. Like we could not yeah. have grown the business, I think, yeah. as quickly as we did, had I not, well, both of us, but had not had the uh, the at-home help. So we had lived in nannies for like eight years. Yeah, and daycare and You know, else. when uh, when yeah. they when the kids were really like basically newborn until, you know, Claire was six, I think. Actually, it was six years. Claire was six. But it's funny those thresholds. Like, like somebody who doesn't live the life that you live or we live, they might think that that looks just like madness, but it's normal for us, right? Mm -hmm. Like to them, the scale goes from one to 10, but, mm -hmm. but we're living in like 40 to 50, right? <laughs> like it's just, exactly. and that's, it's funny because even before kids, you like, you used to think you were tired. Yeah. Like you'd be operating yeah. at nine. Oh man, yeah. And then you just realize that I wake up at like a 35 most yeah. Like yeah. it's like the scale is yeah. completely different. It is. Yeah. 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 The only time I'm alone is when I wake up early. That's why yeah. I wake up at five. Exactly. So I can have some alone time. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. And, and even then, sometimes you wake up and you look to your set and there's a kid standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid is just like, hello. I can't sleep. Good morning. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it's fun. Wouldn't, wouldn't change a thing. Wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> 
and uh, and we're almost at that eight and eleven threshold. Two of them are eleven and eight now. Yeah, we well, said, it's we need nice. the other two to catch yeah. up. Yeah, our youngest is five, but at least you can leave yeah. her. Like she'll watch TV. You know, it's not like you have to be on her all the yeah. time. So yeah. it, it gets better. It does. I mean, they're, I know they're all here now. Busy. They haven't shown up. Like yeah. they're all here now, and none of well, us. Well, our five year old plays yeah. Roblox, which is horrible, but we oh, do no. got to do. <laughs> our kids are on that thing. Like we yeah. we've had to put limitations. Like it's yeah. yeah. It's, a lot it's a lot you know even just telling kids like go go outside I had to tell my my daughter she's like can my friends come over I'm like no go outside go outside (laughs) like just leave it's It's warm it's beautiful yeah we have a pool in our backyard the kids don't go in it I go in it Oh man. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like that's with our 10 year old. She's going to be 11 next week. And, um, yeah, constantly. It's like, why are you in your room? Go, go out. Like just do, do something. something. I, I never thought I'd yeah. become the, when I was your age yeah. person, but already I'm like, when we were like, this stuff didn't exist. Why do you not like being outside? Yeah. What happened? But it is what but it is. you also have to recognize COVID's been tough on kids. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. I was going to say that. Been, yeah, for it's sure. really wow. like you yeah. just got to give them a bit of a pass just to like maybe things just need to be a little different for now and then, yeah. right? Like even the circle of friends is smaller yeah. and it's yeah. just tough. You know, and that's the same, like all of our agents on our team, they're all dealing with this. Like when, when things went, you know, when the school shut down, it's like you got to give like, the age you know that stop thinking them as, as agents you know you will but they're you know they're they're going through the same they're thing like you're not yeah you're not going to be as focused on work like that's okay we're just all trying to do our best right now mm-hmm. you know we're not going to get on them because they're not doing something it's like yeah you need to homeschool your kid for eight hours a day now yeah. you exactly. know right yeah. yeah, so we've we've eased up a bit on like the goal setting and, yeah. and maybe that's the right decision, maybe it's wrong, I don't know. But it just felt like the right thing for us with our team yeah. was to just say, you know what, do what you need to do. I mean, you know you need to yeah. put food on the table, yeah. do the things that are gonna help you with that, but yeah. we're not gonna really crack the whip you know, we for were, a couple months, right? You know, what we were telling them is we we started meeting more like as a as a team virtually because we have team meeting usually once a week and regular life and we're meeting twice a week. Um, it's just do the one thing that you need to do to move your business forward. Mm-hmm. And then whatever else doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. Yeah. You know, just focus on the one thing. Right. I mean, we, we tend to overcomplicate things, but if you kind of, sometimes I use a, I draw on a sheet of paper. It's like you put a, a bullseye with, mm-hmm. with money in it and just say, okay, what's the closest thing to money? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a client that you already have now. So have you done everything you need to do with yeah. the clients that you have now? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, then you go to the, yeah. the next circle, which yeah. is clients that may be, you know, inactive, but there's still people who maybe are under mm-hmm. contract, like a buyer representation agreement. Mm-hmm. And then you go further back and say, well, it's irresponsible of me to uh, attract more business if I'm not even calling the people back that have already inquired, right? Mm-hmm. So in other words, if I haven't maximized my efforts with the leads that have already come in, mm-hmm. why am I going to go look for more? Mm-hmm. And most agents do that because they want to be entertained, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Is that their business serves as an entertainment vehicle versus a sustainment vehicle. Mm-hmm. And then, so then the next layer beyond there, if you're doing concentric circles is people that you don't know that you haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like you kind of look and say, okay, where's my attention? Where does it need to be right now Mm -hmm. to move 
you know, like myself closer mm-hmm. to my financial goal. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. you just got to think about it. Like what's, what's the closest to the bullseye mm-hmm. I can do right now? If you don't have any active clients, then go to the next most likely place where they're going to be. That's great. That's a really good tip to give people Mm -hmm. because you do, you feel like you have so much on your mind, but just that, if you just do one thing every day, you know, I guarantee you'll go to bed happy feeling as though you moved your business forward, but it's hard. I don't know. It's easier said than done, I guess, but it's a good definitely keep in mind. But in our industry, it's like there's no problem that can't be solved by having a couple of new clients, right? Like it's just, (laughs) that's your goal is to go find people who need help. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's it. Great. Well, thanks guys. This was a great conversation. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure people are going to get a lot from it. So we appreciate it. We probably could have gone on for a couple hours. Yeah, we'll have uh, to do round two. This will be part one. one. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe once we're through COVID. Yeah, it'll be in real life. Yeah, and in person round two over some drinks. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, have a good day. Thanks for your time. And we'll chat soon. Thanks for having us. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Level up, 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 level up,